0: Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brut. We are here on a Friday again, Erev, Shabbos Nachmu. We both went through a Tishabah, hopefully, provided us with some inspiration thinking about Yerushalayim. And the first thing I have an opportunity to do is speak to a Yid located in Eretz Israel, right before Shabbos, Shabbos Nachmu, for him. Um, I already took a haircut, or my Brut actually still has his beard. and the, the feedback that we've gotten on Rebbe Brot's beard is very, very important. The feedback was that Rebbe Brot is in Eretz Yisrael, and somebody said it's hard for him to watch the videos with Rabbi Brot, clean-shaven in Eretz Yisrael. So for, at least for this video, he kept on his beard. Okay, now let's get down to the serious business. This episode <coughs> is going to be about svarim that were written throughout the generations on Hilchis Gittim. We did an episode when we started the Mesech, the Mesechitz on Rishanim and Achreinim, but this is a, fo- a special she'er focused on swarm that were written about the halachas of Gittin, and some of the stories behind them, what was the cause and the impetus for these sepharim to be written. This episode is sponsored anonymously. Thank you. I've gotten feedback from around the globe that the word is anonymous, not anonymous. So this episode is sponsored anonymously as a, schos or a shodach for Mordechai ben Bracha. And my asked me also, he's gotten feedback that the correct way to pronounce the safer he spoke about at the end of the last episode is siach tzvi, not sich tzvi. So now that we got those diktukim out of the way, we can begin the episode. And my going to fill us in on some of these farim. And at the end, he's going to have another surprise safer to talk about. And how are you on this Arab Shabbos? Nachbar. Baruch
1: Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Okay, okay,
0: so some people are preparing for Shabbos Nachmu, or they have in mind the concert, how they're going to spend their Matzah Shabbos. We're here, Erev Shabbos, to talk about Svarim. And again, this episode should be as chos for Eshudach, for Mordechai ben Bracha. And I hope to stay riveted to all the content and information you're going to be sharing over the next 40 to 45 minutes.
1: Okay, so let's try to keep it to this time frame. Okay, like this. As we know, when you're learning Gitten, so Dafyam is deep into the Masekhta already, so we see this Masechta, it's full of, a lot of it is actually involved with all types of scenarios of Gitin. What I mean to say is, if you compare, let's say, to Masechta's Ksuvis, Ksuvis, it's known as Shas Katan. it goes off on tangents and all different in, in Yanim, and that's why it's called Shas Katan. Gitin, although it does have its tangents where it goes off to, like, the rest of Shas, but there's plenty, plenty, statistically, relating to Gitin. So there's an area of Gittin, which is the, the Halachas. We spoke about the Rishayinim and the the standard svarim, and we mentioned that it was it a was very well-learned um, the yeshiva, it was part of the Yeshiva cycle, but I want to explore more the special literature of these Halachas of Gittin, because a lot of these svarim are only found in the Hilchas Gittin by these Mechavrim. We only know about them for Hilchas Gittin. Um, and there's a lot of interesting stories relating to them. Now, I actually started working on this a little bit a few years back when I was working on Rabbi Freyam Zalmar at Machon Ad Haina, thanks to Professor Moaz Kahana and others. And basically, we're going to see the Rabbi Freyam he wrote one of the most classical works on Hilchas Gitten, and we're going to discuss that, and, and through that we'll actually get to see more what's going on over here. Now, in general, the sources, they're... Hun- they're in 1893, a bibliography was written by Aaron Yelnek, where he listed almost a hundred works that are strictly relating to Hilchas Gittin. And we're going to see Hilchas Gittin means as follows. Hilchas Gittin means right to Halachas. And the second um, literature, which some of the Sfarim only deal with that, is the how to spell the names, how to spell the names of the cities of the women and the men that are that you write in the get. So there's sort of two. Types of literature in Hilchas Gittin. Okay, so. now, more recently, there has been two published articles from Rabbi Fel in the new journal called Nechilta, volumes two and four, which is based on his master's written in Tel Aviv University. Which he, which there has much more material. But uh, and Hashem, today I'm going to add different things and also some of the things this is, is was helped from inspiration from this friend of mine.
0: I think this is the first place someone's going to hear a name Kreiser with a master's. Right, the Kreisers I know of all serious Yushalmi Jews. This yid is
1: a, he's a Rosh Kailul in Eretz Yisrael and a Chevener. And if you would see him, you would never believe he has a Masters from Tel Aviv. So he fits with your profile of what you know about the Chrysler's. Um Okay. Anyway, um, like this. So first we mentioned, um, now, let's go like this. As far as Halachat the so we, just to briefly recap one, we mentioned that right in the times of the gainim in ben Chafni gain um, he dedicated a complete work on Hilchas Gittin. Part of it was printed a few years back from the Cairo discoveries, and it seems to have been a complete massive work just on Hilchas Gittin. We also um, we spoke about that briefly in the previous episode. Now, fast forward. We have Lamashal, the Mardachai. So this the Mardachai has been recently redone based on manuscripts, most recently by Mechon Yerushalayim. And this is everyone knows the Mardachai is a, a, a famous work in the world of Halacha. But these are these are known works, and of course the Rishayim, the Rambam, the Torah, and all these they have the Halachas of Hilchas Get. Hilchas Get. The, the question is, what am I referring to? So like this, we're going to be, We begin the story with a work found, quoted often by the Beis Yosef, and from there, most people never saw it, but they're quoting the Beis Yosef. It's called Kundrusin. It was published once in Kushta, somewhere between 1515 and 1518, extremely, extremely rare. Today, of course, thanks to Mechon Yushalayim, we have this work with footnotes. It was reprinted in their Seder Chalitza of Rabbi Yaakov Margolis, which we'll discuss soon. What's shown this work, in the name of this work, and what is this work? So Yari, in his introduction to the the, the publishing of the Svaram in Kushta, has a whole discussion showing that it's interestingly enough that we think you go to shul today, everyone's full of Shabbos, it's full of Gil-yoynes. What does that mean? Well, parsha sheets, everyone's sending parsha sheets, and whatever you go to certain places, there can be hundreds. I knew people that collected all the, various parsha sheets. They had collections of dozens of parasha sheets that would come out weekly in Ertz Israel. Anyway, um, so this is started much earlier, and what they would do is they would publish small parts of a sefer, sort of like advertisement, and put it in Shul's Arab This is going back when? In the early 1500s. A lot of these works ended up getting lost, and that's why some of them were called, they have these funny names. One such sefer was a collection of material on Hilchas Gitten. We don't even know who the author is. We don't know exactly when he's from, but it seems that the Beis Yosef held that it's important enough and reliable enough. He quotes it dozens of times in Hilchas Gitte. But it's very rare. And most of the paiskim, when they're relying, when they're talking about it, they're using it, they're using it based on the Beis Yosef. One Peisic that did have it was the Get Pashut, which we're going to get to, and Rebbe Freyem Zamargolis, um, in his, which will also discuss the significance of this. He had this rare work in his library. Now, who authored it? It's unclear. Um, some want to attribute it to the Tajbits, okay, the Get Pashat says it's unclear, it's a collection of materials um, but the it does not seem it's the Tajbits if Refaim Golis would have realized it's the Tajbits, um, he didn't, he was a big expert on these types of things and in the chuva that he um, has, at least one of them he's dealing with, he's dealing with a few pieces of the Tajbits throughout there, he would have mentioned that he thinks that this is the work of the Tajbits, anyway, we don't know who it is anyway, but the significance is that the that the Beis Yosef is bringing this down in Hilchas Gittim, but only in Hilchas Gittim. So here we could pause for a moment, and and, and backtrack with a with the site. Professor Yisrael Tashma, many many years ago, noticed something that in some we around the 1400s, certain on certain topics, work started coming out. Um, Lumashal on Mila, Hilchas Mila, a work came out from a particular person, and it's clear. Um, based on the work, that this person wasn't a Tamil Chacham. But what was he? He was an expert Mayol. So he wrote a work of all the Halachas of Mila and he was even having tightness on other Mayolim. And the point of the work was to create sort of a handbook. Tashma shows that, th- that, th- that there were other such topics, that the mumchim of the topic, and you say not necessarily a, a Tamil Chacham, but a person who had a Kabbalah from a Rebbe or some sort of to, that these are the proper Halachas and he would write these down and publish it. Now, the, the so what happens is in certain, there's such a thing, Lamasha hilchas and he's located in other areas, such a type of thing. So hilchas Gitten, it could be this could this chibur might be a similar type of thing. Why am I mentioning this? It's because some of these works that we're about to discuss, we don't have from these people, and almost anything else, we don't know anything about them really. But it turns out that most of the cases, at least in hilchas Gitten, they were. The works that I'm going to be mentioning were noted tamidei chachamim, not just an expert in Hilchas Gittin. Obviously, to be a ma'el, although you have to be an expert in the mechanics of of how to do the mila, you don't necessarily have to be. A, it's not as big as a um, a responsibility, so to speak, as Hilchas Gittin. But it could be ma'elim will argue. And this, um, okay, Now Anyway, like this. In 1553, a small work was published from from Rabbi Hudam Mints in the back of his Tshuva Sefer. It's called Seder Haget. Now, this Rebbe Hudamins, who dies at, came out at 100 years old in 1509, was one of the G'dayle Adar in his time. And he wrote, he didn't write a lot of tshuvis, but we know, we know of him. We know of many of his Talmidim. I believe he's a Talmid from the base of the Maril. Anyway, he publishes a small safer in depth of H um, Seder get he, do, he doesn't publish it, but is, is i think it is his grandson or someone when they publish his chuvis and not even a lot of chuvis, but they publish this small work and this is quoted kassader in Hilzgitten by all the Pikin now it doesn't have sugis it's not sugis it's straight up Halacha like like a what it is. Now, recently Zichar and Aram published it from manuscript, but they don't tell you, it's a little sloppy what they do, they don't tell you that it's already in the 1553 edition of the work. Okay, anyway, but it's not a, I would say it's not, doesn't have the Hezbeirim and the font. Moving forward, it was an important source, Lomashul for the Rama. Now, this gets us to the next important work, and this is perhaps the most important work written on Hilchas Gittim. This is from Yid, Rabbi Yaakov Margohos. Basically, Rabbi Margolis wrote what's called the Seder Haget. Um, it's published by Mechon Yerushalayim, by Yitzchak Satz, two volumes starting in 1993. It's been reissued a few times, each time with editions, and it has other materials in it relating to Gitten. Now, what's the story with this? Ba- basically, is the Ramah in Hilchas Gitten. All of the halachas, the, most of the halachas is based on this chibur um, from Rabbi Margolis. But more than that, in Simon after Simon Kufnun Dalad, which is where Gitten ends, something unique happens. You find that the Ramah sort of has a seder get, a few pages where he has comments on this seder get, sort of like someone took all the 50, 40, 50 of Hilchas Gitin and made a, um, a like a kitzer of it, of Lamaisa. That's the bottom line? Because in Shochan Arch it's every hechetimtza, so here it's more a, a, a manual of sorts. And the Ramah comments on it, and we're and right away you see the ha'ara in Shulchan Aruch, the printer added in. This is based on this is the Seda I get of this Rabbi of Margolis, which the Ramah has been quoting. And now, so it's obviously very important if the Ramah is using this work as his main khibur through his main source in Hulkhazgitam. Now we don't find it's interesting, also we don't find anywhere else in Shokanarach that we that some that the Ramah does such a thing. That like after a bunch of samanim, he brings a kitzur of whatever whatever safer it would be. Okay. But this is because the complexity of Hilchas Gittin and all the details. It needed a hands-on thing, and it was very common. What I mean to say, very common, is that people have this thing that Gittin was not so is not so negayed. It's, it's sort of more that it's taboo to talk about Gittin. But Gittin was very relevant, and it's very much more common than people realize. Recently, I came across an article from Yisrael Yuval, an expert of the, of the, of the period of time, uh, generation, a few generations before the Ramah, showing that in that period of time, and it's going to play out what we're going to be discussing later on, that there were many, many Gitim being written. And he's even trying to understand why he has theories behind that. But Gitin was it was it was a, it was a day. W- it doesn't mean that every person about, but, but it, it happened much more than people realize. Just to see in more recent times, in the in the 1800s, there's a fascinating book called Jewish Marriage and Divorce in Imperial Russia, from from a woman Freeze, um, and this is a fascinating book which has a ton of documented archive information showing how prevalent Gitin was much more than people realize. Okay, now, but returning back to the... So now, that's why the Ramah, it's a very important thing in Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah makes a big deal and sums it up and because it has a lot of details. But it's b- b- back to this Rabbi of Margolis um, that we're talking about. So Rabbi of Margolis, if you go... Even more than this, the Ramah, we know... Today, we take, this, we take this for granted. You want to understand the Ramah, what do you do? You open up your Darkei Maisha. Rabbi Freyam Zalmar Golis writes if you want to understand the Ramah, the first place you have to do is Darkei Maisha. Problem is Darkei Maisha on Evanezer, people don't know this, the first time the complete Darkei Maisha was published was by Mechon Yer a few years back. Now, if you open up to the tour the, Meisha, the in Moshe, in the 1702, they have a Kitzer darke Moshe, and that's what they have from 1702, which is ironic. have the Gadol Hadar, the Ramah, the Paisik of Shulchan Aruch, 1570s His Shulchan Aruch is published, the darke Ma'isha on Evanezer, the Kitzer is first published, 1702. How many years is that? Almost 130 years. But even that, it's only a Kitzer till today on Ebenezer It's the same, it's a similar stories with the rest of Shulchan Aruch, and I can discuss it right now, but what we see over there is at the end, say there again, I'll Rabbi And Margolis. And, and you, now if you want to find out a little bit about this, normally you look in the beginning of the volumes of the Shulchan Aruch or your tour of, of Mechon Yishalayim, but this you have to look in the back of the volumes. Okay, anyway, point is like this. Everything, he is the man, so to speak, in Hilchas get them. Who is he? So Mechon Yishalayim says, they're going to have an intro um, in, in the next volume. This is a kaseida Adikah thing that they promise um, um, in various svarim that they publish that they're going to put out a, um, an introduction. It, get, it helps them buy time. The second volume came out, and it's been reprinted a few times, and they've yet to put out an introduction of who this Rabbi Yaakov Margolis is. Now, luckily, I have a copy over here. There's a, there's a lady in 1978, Sipora Bruxon, wrote a master's in... Barilan, all about the Serb Yaakov Margolis before Mechon Yerushalayim even published his work, showing him to be a tremendous Adam Gadol at the time um, and just to mention very briefly, we know him to be a tremendous the Ramah, in a historical work of his the Ramah has Ha'aris on the Yuchsin. he brings him down as one of the Gedolim, and it makes sense because Ramah, as we just said it bases all of Hilkha's Gittin off this person anyway, he dies in 1501 so it means he's a Ben-Dayur of the Merriments that we quoted earlier. Um, he has a few different sons, and um, the sons are involved with the... pub Dayanim, they're involved with the publishing of this Heber of His on Hilchus Gittin, which remains a manuscript. Most of it ends up remaining a manuscript until the 1980s, but it was preserved and used and discussed because the Ramah took it and used it throughout his works. Anyway... Um, who he is. He's involved with a controversy which perhaps we might have an episode of Masechtus Kedushin, a very big controversy um, We might, and therefore we might dig deep, deep deeper into his background but it's very interesting to see. We know him to be a tremendous Adam Gadot. We don't exactly even know who his Rebbe is. That's also up for debate. Okay. Anyway, there's a um, be that as it may he was the person um, there's quotes of, of the G'daylum of the time, how they call him Mam, just to quote one such quote, uh, This is what one of the G'doliach Hoynim in Chuas writes about him, and there's other such quotes to say that he was Mamish Adam Gadol, not just he knew Hilchaz Gittim. Okay. Anyway, another important work is the Amsha Shleima. Who also brings down Kesef Yad but so, the problem is the Yamsul Schleima, the Marshal, who's also dying in the 1570s. When is his work on Yamsul Shleima and published for the first time? 15- 1761. So the two great superstars, the Ramah, I'm telling you, is that Aisha takes forever till it's published. The Marshal, who's the, basically the gedolim the of the, the Achrayim. His work also takes forever until it gets published. Interestingly enough, where was this? This was in, this Xaviad was in the library of Rabbi Pozna, who's famous for being possibly the Rebbe of the of Avram, someone that I devoted to in a in a podcast that I hope to release soon um, about the library of the Darki Tshuva and the Minchis Alazar, two episodes. And I speak a little bit about this, um, this Rabbi Yitzhak Pozna, because the Tshuvas of this Gadol, Rabbi Yitzhak Pozna, was found where in the library of the Munkacher. Now, Lemaissa, it seems the Paiskim had, the, uh, some Paiskim early on had the Ksaviyad of the Amshashleimah, so they were able to use it. Thon, Ankan, um, the, earl, the Marshal, Marshal. Now let's move forward. What was Lemaissa out there for someone in the, in the let's say, in 1611, Lublin, there's a work published on Chumash called Zichar Maisha. This is a person who's a Talmud of the Marshal and the Ramah. It's a Persian on he's She's possibly a brother of the Marshal in Parsha's Kiseitze, all of a sudden you find, he has it on the Pasuk of Kosovar Sefer Chrysus, he says Hinei avar alpha beta beita mishemes anoshem menoshem kidei l'metzeri bekal ha-shem shatam evakesh the ish hein de'isha vehu vekinah, so basically he has a list, I'll be the aleph page, of all the names because it's Negea for Hilchus Giton, how to spell the names, this work becomes the go-to Sefer now the Marshal is not out, as I said the Darke Moisha is not completely out it just has to say the So the Sefer Taka becomes very important. It's been recently reissued in an edition from Rabbi Krieger, a noted expert on Rashi, and in the back, they have a sefer of his on um, different aspects of Halachim and Hagem, very short sefer, but it's quoted a lot by different um, some early on pasting. Okay, fine. Moving on, we have Ramesha Mintz, also a bandera, an early person from the 1415, he, he's, he dies in 1480. Similar, he's in the same dar of Rabbi Yehuda Mintz, And he has a Chibur on Gittin, but that's only published in 1616, and the Paiskim seem to have it. He's a Talmud of Tshumas and Baruch Hashem reissued this. Another important work that makes major breakthrough in Hilchas Gittin is a Sefer called Sefer Shemais, Sefer Shemais, Shemais I believe it's called, and it's, who's the author? Um, Reb Simcha Hakayim. Now, or Koyen is um we will dis- the 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 actually the footnoter the person who edited it was Rameesha Zakut, and it's printed in 1657 and basically this is an encyclopedia on names and incredible amount of information but again he doesn't deal with all he he's also dealing with how to spell the names um now, in, already in the introduction, he t- in the, in the Shah of the sefer, he says, make sure to read my introduction. And the reason is, is because he, he leads a campaign against that people were charging for writing a get. And he, he leads a campaign with Makairis that you should not charge for writing a get. Anyway, um, this sefer becomes one of the most important svarim at in Hilchus Get. And we know from other sources, uh, Kraser deals with it in, in his uh, masters, documenting sources to show he was Adam Gadol, not just in Hilchas Gittin that he just knew how to spell names. Now. In the, we, we will return to this work soon because there's a key point in what some of his sources were. Moving on is the Sefer Nachashiva. Nachashiva he, he's, he's, the author is his the authors are Shmuel. He dies in sixteen. He's he's active from the year he's born, so to speak, sixteen twenty five. He dies in sixteen eighty one. Who is he? A Talmud of the Taz. He's also a Talmud of the, of the Ve'i Emudim, the son of the Shla who takes over the Shla's position. Who, if one wants to read about him, you can read about him in Yeshiva Rama Befiarda from Rabbi Hamburger the Kitzer, This work is published in 1667, 1668. It's a few volumes. All everything you need to know about all Hilchas a massive amount of material, is related to every aspect of a get. All Hilchos Get had to write it and had to spell it and the names also, based on a wealth of sources. A Madura Basra of this is printed in 1681. chuvus of his is 1692. Now, even in this work, there are other halachas, um, which is quoted by the Magan Avram, and Minhagam means he's a bendayer of the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram is already using his work. It's very important stuff relating to Minhagan. And this be- basically becomes Adayayim, the most important work for all shtaras, Kedushan, Suvas, everything. This is the go-to, say, for all the pais can handle with it. Okay, like everything else in recent years, a new beautiful edition comes out, three volumes which has in it manuscript information, the all the editions of the safer, four hundred Haggais of the of the from some obscure edition of it, with new um, footnotes explaining many of his sources, and new chuvas from Ksavyad. Bekitzer this this also becomes in this in this svarim, a important work on Hilchus Gitten Bechal And the Pais can use it. Okay. Now. So these are the various works that are specifically, we just mentioned a lot of them were just specifically about Hilchaz them What about the Shulchan Aruch? So now the Taz, we know wrote on Ebenezer, but the Taz is only published way after he dies in 1754, is when it's first published. So this is not, at least until 1754, it's not as important work out there. The Maisa, the Taz and Ebenezer, everyone knows, is not the Pisic, it's not even on the side. It's not on the two sides. You have to look further down. Who are the, the Purushim on this? So we know part of it is tremendous going, and he dies in 1658. His chibur is published by his son 1670. It was written very bekitzer. Now, what's interesting is like this in Simen Kuf Chavtes, he gets up to basically Simen Kuf Chavtes, so a large amount of Ilchaz Gitan is not dealt by him, he didn't write about it. Um, now, but he did have the Chibur of Margolis that we mentioned earlier, and uses it a lot far, now, but what's interesting is like this, in the standard um, when they printed the Chelkis Mechaikah so it stops at Simon Kuchov Hav as far as a parish, but then at Kufnun Dalid all of a sudden you find another Seder Aget, we said that in Shulchan, if you open up your stand in there's a Seder aget of Yaka with Ramah on it, there's another Seder Aget, and it says it's from Remichel Yuspis Mikrakel a Seder Aget from him and this is published in the same time as the Chalkes Machaikak in 1670. What happens is the son of the Chalkes Machaikak, he meets this Remechal son, and they make up, you know, oh, my father's work doesn't finish, and you're about to print your work. So he, this Remechal son gives him his father's work on Gitten, and it's published in Pardash Ochanarch, and you'll find after the Seda Get, of the is the Hilchas Gitten of this Remechal. We don't have anything else with this Remechal, but we know he was on the Bezen of the Taisis Yantif. Okay, because of money concerns, the only a kitzer of the work was published, and only recently, in the past 25 years, 30 years, whatever it is, Mechon um, published a complete work based on manuscripts. Now, earlier on, it seems in 1861, the, it, the complete work is called Berches Amayim. a complete work was published, with Haskamas of Great gedolim such as Iksav Seifer, B'shem Cypher, Seifer, Yad the Shalom but not complete, that's right. In nineteen eighty three Reversal publishes it based on manuscripts. So this is another thorough work of a Godel, we only have on Hilchas Gitam. Fine. But that's not as much focusing on names. Okay. Now we go on to who's the other nice kalim in Shulchan Aruch that everyone knows? The Beishmuel. So the Shmuel Shmuel Bar-Uri Shraga, Faivish, born in 1640, dies in 1698, a Talmud of who, the Rebbe of Heschel, who was definitely not a Rebbe, way before Rebbe's, but we call him the Rebbe of Heschel. Anyway, if one wants to read about him, a fascinating chapter. Um, there's not so much known about him, but Rabbi Yom in his class, in his beautiful work, Aishiva Rama B'thyarda, Chelek Al, page 227 and onwards, has a nice amount of information about this great goggle, who everyone knows. In Eben Ezra, you can't move without the Beishmuel. Anyway, in 1689, he publishes his work, the first time. Then he becomes Rosh Hashiva in the year of Yarda. And then in 1694, he reissues the work within five years. What's going on? Why is he re- reintroducing a new Madura of his work? It seems is, and he writes this in Zagdama, that he... Um, First, he got a yeshiva, so he was now able to learn with Bachram, So I guess he was um, learning with Talmidim. We spoke this out with the Marshalle Marshall. He's very machped to write on the things that he had with Talmidim. Anyway, basically, is he gets the Ksav of who the Taz, which we said was only published in the 1700s, but he gets access to it. So we know the Taz were one of the to have his Chiba. Also, he gets the Sefer Shemos of Reb Simcha, so it's very important. For get them. So therefore, we find when you get to Simon Kufchav test, you'll after Simon Kufchav test, you open up your standard Shulchan All the sons list of names and how to spell names in the Beishmul. And this is what the Piskin, this is the Aleph Beis in Hilchas Gittin when you're talking about how to spell names. It all comes from here. And he says, he writes, what happened? I got a hold of... Um, the Hebra or that we spoke about. The So this is why you have to issue it. Fine. Now, just to go very briefly um, um, to a few more svarim, and then we'll understand. We'll get to some um, understanding behind what's going on over here. Number one is is a get pashut. Someone wrote that I didn't discuss this work in the in the previous episode on the Svaram the because it's a halacha sefer and I was going to deal with it over here this becomes also one of the most important works on Hilchah's Gittin Adah Yoyim um, put out a nice edition by Mechon Yerushalayim and he this is it was done by this he's he's famous for being the author of the Kapas Tamarim and on Sukkah people know from Yom Teruah and other Svaram of his who publishes it the author of the Mamloyes Rabbi Yaakov Kuli he does the Aricha. we have even Hagayis of Rabbi Kiveger on this Chibur it's Credibly barichos, unbelievable information, and even live accounts of people of the daleim that he had access to beforehand, and he writes another work called Ezras Nashim, which is more focused on the names, the spelling of the names, as he said, because that's another aspect in Hilchas Gittim. There's another tremendous gain. Um, which Lamdanim loved this Sefer from Aurelio Alfandri, wrote a Sefer, Michta Melio, 1723, with Amkus. Then you have 1747. This Sefer has been, not really been picked up by most. It's Huke Derech from Rabbi Re- Kaufman, the son in law of the Magan Avram. What's the Cheshivis for me of this Sefer is he had the Xaviar of the Magan Avram on Sheinus Arnashim Benashim. So here we have Psachim in Ezer, of the Magan Avram on this topic. Okay, there's a Sefer Get Makusher from Rafal Abula. Published in 1766. Recently, this is a thousand-page volume where he's handling the Ion into all aspects of Hilchas Gittin. There's another Get Makusha from Rabbi Yoni who who um, in 1785 he's the Rabbi the Chida, which is going very bien on the Get Pashut. As I said, the Get Pashut becomes one of the go-to Svarim. A lot of that's all they had. The, the Sefer that we quoted all the way in the beginning, the um, that the Beis Yisef uses, called Kundresin. So, who had it? He, the Get had it, and Sapaiskim had used him also. Another early Sefer called Get Makusher. Obviously, it's, um, there's a bunch of Svarim on the, the Sefer called Get Makusher. It's from Rai Lipzins. He's focusing more on the Seder Vermichal that we mentioned earlier. Okay. Then, 1813, a Nacha Sefer that we spoke about. Um, a little bit before is the Teyr's Gitten, and it's published right away in 1820. It's also on the Masechta Halachah. Okay, Ad Khan until we get to this is basically we're up to 1813, and we've already listed many, many Sfarim on the halachas that people had.
0: So I want to give Rabbi Broad a chance to breathe. The Teyr's Gitten you just mentioned is not the of Teyr's Gitten. I'm assuming that's another one. It is, it is. One? the Nesivis. It that was it. Okay. Now, okay. So one so second. Now, wait. One, one more. You threw in. The son-in-law of the Magan Avram, just give me give me one thirty seconds on him, and the father of the Chida, is that who you threw in? No, in the last... rabbi of the Chida. The rabbi rabbi. of the Chida. So the rabbi of the Chida is, is a different project,
1: but his name is Rabiainu and he dies in 1760. We don't have so much from him, but it seems he's one of the main rabbi of the Chida. I think I even saw an auction that they had um, uh, maybe a, um, something of his, or of the Chidas, with notes of his or something, um, Recently, but anyway, um, what's important is that you're seeing the get Pashut, which is only printed in 1719. So he saw, he's the Rabbi Luvonin is the Ben doyer Mamish right after the get Pashut, and you see how much he's being um mimicked in that safer. But uh, the, as far as the Magan of Rum's son in law, this is a different thing. Um, um, one day hopefully we'll we'll discuss it more at length. But the point that I was all of a sudden when I saw it a few, a few years back is like. The Muggen of Rum on Hilkha Seven, relating to Hilkha Seven So that was what was fascinating. Just I, Obviously, we've discussed in the past, I have a special chiba to the Muggen of Ram, so I just have to
0: throw it out there. Is okay. his son in law mentioned at all in the Muggen of Ram? Does he quote his son in law? No, no, no. But, he's a Talmud, but he is a Talmud of the Muggen of Ram.
1: Okay, now, now here, from this point in the next few minutes, we're going to now try to be m- more mimic and to understand this story, what's going on and what's the sources um, 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 to liven this up, just not so much, not as much bibliography. And the story is like this. Basically, in the past, I've mentioned a few times, the Zayid Rebbe Freyam Zalmargolis. Rab Freyam Zalmargolis, um, born in 1760 and dies in 1828. Now, he wasn't a Rav, he was a Balabas, the city of Braid, which was a big city in the time in Galicia. But he was not, he wasn't just Tamabalabbas. He was someone that had to do with, he was very wealthy, but he had to do with all the Gdaili Hadar of both generations. I mean, say, of the already at the age of as a teenager, 15-16, he's in contact with Gidailim, such as numerous times in the Night Bihuda, the Hafla, the Shagasary and others, and then people closer to his age, such as Ruchaim Velazhiner, <coughs> and many others. And, he, and certain G'daylim, Himamish has very, very close relationships with them spanning years and years, such as some seifer, and others. Now, but besides for having to do with a lot of G'daylim, he wrote a ton. And not only did he write a ton, he became a noted expert in many different areas in Tyre. One such area was the area of Ebenezer in general, he authored dozens of chuvas. He was noted as an aguna expert. How they become an aguna expert is only is because you, they see that you have what to say and it's good and all of the Gedalim are consulting you. We have many, many of these chuvas. He published them in his lifetime. Now, but besides this, he was, besides for being an Ebenezer, he was an extra expert in Hilchas Gittin, authoring dozens of chuvas on the city of Hilchas Gittin. But even more than that, he wrote a sefer on Tiv, called Tiv Gittin. And basically, what happens is like this. In 1819, he has a relative of his start to work on it, the play Maisha, who we'll discuss about a little bit in the, in the episode on in the Spharmus Echthus Kedushin. not too much comes out. But in 1822, he finishes publishing the whole work with Fram Zalmagolus on Gittin, And we're going to discuss in a moment what it is. Lamaisa, um, um, we see... That this safer from this once this safer comes out on Hilchas Gittin, it becomes, it's the go to safer, even at a even though there we're going to list still there are plenty more Svarim in what it's trying to do in Hilchas Gittin, which is like this basically, we mentioned there's the there's an encyclopedia which the Beishmuel using the early sources of how to spell all the names but of men and women, but there's also cities, how to spell cities and all these things. So, this is this is an encyclopedia how to spell names. So, you'll say, big deal, spelling, who cares when you see the knowledge that's used to get to the conclusions, that's already what's happening in the Lamashal and some of the earlier works, no, most notably in the Sefer Shemois, um, and, and in the Nachal Shiva even, you see the B'kiahs of what they're using for their sources and how to spell the name. And Amir mirza Hashem, in one of the next coming up episodes, we're going to see how the spelling of a name caused the ganza tumul. How do you spell a name? And then Apostles again, possibly, and we're going to see a little bit about that right now. So, but basically, what happens is once Rabbi Froomzal publishes the sefer, it's the go-to sefer. What? How do I know this? Lomashel. We now have notes of various psukim of the pinka, from the Pinkas, the bezdin of Rabbi Vegar, contemporary of Rabbi Vegar. Many of the sukkim in Hilchah Shemais is based on what the chibur of Rebbe Froomzal As far as London, as far out as in London, we have the the chief rabbi Rabbi Sh- Shleima Hershel, who's, who's really a son of Ratzvi Levine. Basically, he's the brother of the famous Sholevin the Psammim Reish. But he was a Cheshavarav for 40 years out in London. His Bezden, when, when they used to consult, um, when they had difficulties, who did they consult? we have now um, the Pesachim, they weren't published mostly but we have the, um, the Pinkasim of these peasants still exist you look in the Tshuvas farm of Lutfeshagadayun such as the Tshuvas Me'ayechai, the Pardis Rimainim, the Rabbi Yitzhakai Yishtern all the, and, and we can list on endlessly. we have Rachmanis over here but you see the, the Chashivas that this safer plays out in the world of Halacha once it comes on the scene and we're going to see, I'm going to try to explain why that is so even also ar HaShulchan, who's not so much into quoting achrayim, also Dar also uses this work. Okay, but the question is what's so unique about this work that makes it become so special and so accepted? So really we have to go backwards, and this is what to get up to to understanding what's going on with all these farm. What are the sources for, for this safer and a lot of the Sfarm beforehand? So marshal, to give an example, if I could find it. Hold on, but that's always the problem in this room. Okay. So we have we mentioned Rabbeinu Simcha Kayan. He writes the one of the most chash of Aswarim on Hilchas Get of the Shames. What's his sources? So he writes in his Hagdama that basically he got different gitten, early yad of gitten that he that he tracked down. He got from different people, he lists some of them, and then he says Lamashal, the domestic Eliezer, one of the great Paiskim. In the 1640s, we we didn't even we don't have it, but somehow he got the chibur of the domestic Eliezer, He got him a matana when he passed by his city. He gave it to the sefer. He gave it to this Reb Simcha. So now he uses it throughout the work. So basically, what I'm saying is he's using manuscripts of early documents of early gittin that he collected. Then he even says a sad story. There was a certain gadol of Shimon chios who passed by the city, and he, on his way to Eretz Yisrael, and he wasn't even Zaika to be makavel Pnei shchina, because what happens? The boat came on Shabbos in the year. This is um, um, about sixteen. Uh, one second, it's about sixteen fifty. Fifty-five, something like that. And he dies on the boat, so he couldn't even see this gadol. But afterwards, they were selling the svarim of this gadol. And he, this gadol, this Reb Shemachius, had a Kunchis hashemis of the marshal and Reb and Reb chios early Dayanim. So he was able to buy it. So he got early manuscripts of great gadolim, and that's what he what was a prime source for his. And then he lists out a few other kisveiyah that he got from different collections. So besides for going through the sugya, and the, for, um, all the relative possible ways how to figure out how to spell the name, he now got a ton of manuscripts. This is the safer shemis. Turns out, when we go back to our Rabbi Margolis, so he's right after the generation of Maril. He also got tons of different documents of Gittim. And when you look in Rabbi Fahim Margolis, Rabbi Fahim Margolis, besides having this massive svarim collection and using all these rare svarim, he also had numerous, numerous documents of manuscripts of Gittim. And this is how they were able to paskin, because they were using this collection. Now, this brings up the following issues. Number one is, is that there's halacha by get that some it's brought down at least that you're supposed to rip the get afterwards. Why? That's a different discussion. Another d'yon is there's a shayla if a get is mukta So there's a there's a there's an early chibur which is sort of like riddles and it, um from it's called um, I think Sefer Chazal and basically it says they what something that this man of Chazal was asar on Shabbos but nowadays it's mukta answer a get on Shabbos it's no longer mukta why not so if you look in The Dark and the Paiskim in Ebenezer and the Magan Avram in Shinzayan, because a, a get has what I'm now telling you. You can learn halachas from the get. So, although at one point they used to destroy the get, at a certain point in time they realized that we need to keep the get around because this is a way to have hands on documentation how to write a get. Now, we're going to explain in a minute what changed that all of a sudden needs this documentation even. Mm-hmm. But it seems from somewhere around the times in the Maril, Gittin started to be saved. We see this in, di- there's all different sources. Kreiser documents this also in his in his, in his his masters. The Maril, when you're training a Rav, you want to have real documentation. You want to be able to see with your eyes what it is. Now, I mentioned in the Shion Gittin that the Minsker Gadol was a tutor, came to teach his kid. And, he, and, he, and the first two weeks, the the kids didn't know anything. What's going on? So the, so what happened? The the, the tutor said to the like, All of a sudden, then after the third week, they start knowing. So I brought up the whole story. That once they start to understand that when you begin getting what's a star? and all the psukim and everything, it changes. The the one of the missions of the um, Rabbi Shweid in starting Lamashal in this thing that we're doing over here speaking is. And he did this in various episodes where he has episodes with Marshall and they're learning, um, Dafyami was learning Psachim. How to make matzahs and uh, all different aspects. And Lamasho, more recently, for Nazir, he flew to Israel, went to the hospitals to see all, live all the shilas. You could hear it, you could, but when Ainadayma Shmielaria. So, what's happening is the mission of one of the many missions of Old which is trying to make it Lamaisa, that practical, that people could see it, which they're about to release. Um, from what I understand, Old is about to release a cipher writing again. So, this is the Maril already realized it, and they started keeping it. Interestingly enough, the Yasef Haimitz, there's a passage from the Yasef I heard this a while ago from this R- Rufal um, um he talks about burning before Pesach all the different documentation in the Besdin because they had all these different p'sakim. They had too much, basically like to keep the records, you know, so in, in our days, people, um, academics would, what? Someone was destroying all these documentation? You know what world could be built from all these, from, from all this? And Lema'isa, Lameisa, some of it did survive. And Lamashal, Rabbi Farim Zalmar this Rabbi Nassim Kayan, They used it. They got it. They tracked it down. And this is what helped them for their github.
0: I don't know if this is an old minig and connected to what you're talking about. But I know the local Bezdin here, after they write a get and they give the get, the husband gives the get to the, to the woman, the Bezdin takes back the get. They write yes. some kind of shah that the get was given and they keep the get.
1: Right, that's all related to this sugya. It's related to all this um, topic if one goes into the Arasaf. Yes, exactly. But the point is, there's so much to know. So in order to be a rav in these sugyas, you have to have, not only did you have to know all the svarim and all the bakiyas, how they figured, they, how do they know these names? They had a bakiyas in Tanakh they had a Machias in Midrashim. They had a makiyas in Chazal. In every way, a name is spelled in different places. And we're going to see more, I'm going to illustrate more Hashem, in the next episode. But the point is that Lemlashel, Rabbi Fahim Zalmar Golis, at this point in time, his library, he had a crazy Sfarim library. He had manuscripts. He had manuscripts of Gittin. Okay? And this is what helps, helped him reach, to make this like encyclopedic work that even afterwards, this became, it remains the go-to safe. Now, The Maril, it turns out, is Lushitasai. We find that um, in recent materials, the Maril found when they were learning um, the about the about the Mishkan, the Adne Achayish and everything. It it seems they would show diagrams and make diagrams to see bechush for Talmidim. And even Rabbanim, that's what I'm saying. I'm extending this to gittin and I'm extending that. That's why I changed the halacha, that a get is no longer it Says It's an afinamaganavram based on many Makaibas. We're not going to go into all the details of all the Makaibas. Now, what happens? What changed? What makes it so complicated? Why do they start having to keep names? It basically is, obviously what I'm about to say is in one minute, but this, each one is hours of drushes in the halacha, svarim, is basically the history of two names when this happens. Um, a Gaiusha name, cities, how to spell it, all these that they, they didn't have, they can't go, okay, let me open up the Rambam, how to spell Krakow. The Rambam's not going to help you. So you needed to have all this information, and Lomashal, by the time it gets to Refines Al-Margolis in the 1800s, he has who knows how much. Okay, now, just understand, and um, um, Reb David Oppenheim it's very sad, Reb David Oppenheim had one of the most incredible sperm libraries before Reb goes. goes, and we find that he used to collect all these types of materials also and in a chuva of Gittin that was only published very recently we see how does he, he uses dozens of manuscripts that he has from the Margolis, from the Trumas Hadesha, which was only p- printed in the uh, 20th um, an hour century. Um, he has from the Shla. He has all different documents and different ways how to trace, how to spell names. He had it in his library, but sadly not everyone had access to the library, and even he didn't always have access to the library, and his chuvasefer sefer and his svarim were never really published, so it couldn't have the impact on the world. Whereas Rav HaFarim Zalmar Golubz, he luckily did publish his materials, and he lists out the manuscripts that he had in the to his sefer, and more throughout the works, you see it, and he's using print unbelievable, he's using manuscripts unbelievable throughout the work. Now, just to be, um, we're getting closer to the end, I, I have Rachmanus over here, it's close to Shabbos also, is Like this, The first of all, the night of Yehuda, and this is what was fascinating the suya of Names. So, at one point, I come across the Minsk Regatl, we just mentioned, says something about the people when they talk about names, they make up all different things. I, I didn't understand what he's he doesn't, he's not that type to write sort of um very sharp about it, but anyway, it turns out, um, going through the materials of, of this, Rafael Kreiser, he points to a true, a fascinating discussion. There was a, a, a Rav in a city in Europe, called Pilitz. And ba- it's near Krakow. Basically, there's a rav there, and they have to write a get. Bad luck for this rav is there was four Talmidim of the of Yehuda in this city at the time. And they start telling this rav, they write to Nine Yehuda. they don't understand. How in the world does this guy write a get? Because it's, it seems it was a very big problem how to write a get in said city. And what did they do? They would go to a different city because it was a problem. So so, the, so first, the fascinating is, you see, busy man that he was, one of the G'dayli Hadar, which we hope to discuss about him in one of the future episodes relating to Pulmus and So he says, I'm going to write to you about this discussion that you're bringing up. Okay. Turns out, that when when the Nein the, Behuda the, when he's handling this, he also talks about seeing old get them from all places and that they have and how to spell the name and different names and what he saw of different Gedolim and Kesveya. Fascinating. Even the Nein Behuda. this basically what I'm trying to say is that a certain point on is based on uh, um, research. You have to have documentation of ma- and manuscripts. Okay. Anyway, in the course of this discussion, turns out, and he says, this Rav seems to know his stuff, even though, um, based on the correspondence that he has about him, and he comes up to a He says, the get could be good in this particular city. I know get was written. What do you got to do? Basically, you write a get, and you say a name, and every day in a month, in all the shuls, you have to announce that this is the name, and you're kaveya, now that this is the name in the city, so I suspect is when the when the Minskah Gadol saw this chuva, Where in the world does Nachmudah come up with making up such an akudah? So obviously he tries to explain where he's coming from, but there's no early Mekayrus that you could start being kaveya a name and all the shiurim and how to do it. But tonight, Beihuda, we know the Gadol from the Gadol Yachrayim that we have in the world of Halacha. He was able to do this. The cipher interestingly enough, says. That this he creates based on this Nine Yehuda, that a city that doesn't have a name, you're not allowed. To, you can't make sort of like a takana. He learns a Pshad into this nine Yehuda. That if there never was a, um, a, a name, a get written in this city, you cannot. There's nothing to do about it. Okay, fine. Anyway, um, just to get to the end over here, it's like this. So Zalmar Margolis, he becomes the go-to safer. You see, even a copy of some sefer in the dar in that dar, there was a yid a Rav in a city in Pest, in um, uh, Hungary, it eventually comes part of Budapest, but at that time it was a small city. Also, they had a dean, had a write a get. So this Rav writes all truth over, find Zalman, and then he Tumbling about the Tivgit and that he heard just came out. And you see a fascinating tshuva and the ideas of Rabbi Ephraim Zalman and even this Rav about it. Interestingly enough, this Rav, in trying to explain why he's reaching his conclusions, he says he wrote to the Qsam Seifer, but he wants to hear what Rabbi Fraim Zalman says. Rabbi Zalman writes pages of, of, on the topic. And Rabbi Ephraim Zalman, it, it, interesting, this Rav, he quotes Mendelssohn in this conversation, which is a fascinating idea of Bechlau. Um, um, anyway, point is that Rabbi Ephraim Zalman writes, in his sefer, one of the Nakudis, what caused him to write his Chibur Tiv Gitten is because what happens is is that the um, people they did it. A lot of cities, let's say this city that the Nakudis Talmidim went nuts about, it could be Api Pilhulch Gitten, a Yid like a Zalman or Gedayim before They could have figured out how to write the get for this city. But they didn't want to. Why didn't they want to? Because they didn't want a churva to come in Hilchaz Gittin that every every Yankel Beryl and Shmerel is going to say, "Oh, I could write a get." They wanted to keep it Tafka, in the hands of the gadolim. So B'frayim Zalmagol says that's why he did his major research, and that's why he did. It. And Lamaisa, this is how it became a skabel mamish beyamav. Even before he dies, becomes the go-to safer. and that's how we'll conclude very quickly with the rest about this. Lamasho, 1836, the Piskei Chuva. You open up your Shulchan He's using Rambam's Amud so much so that a few that in 1863 and five times afterwards it's pulled out of the Shulchan Aruch just on Hilchos Gitten, with this Peskei Tshuva which we're going to discuss in in one of the upcoming episodes. And Rambam can ask you the significance of this chibur. Bottom line is it is published with a, with even a chibur of Rabitzal Hakayin with this now. We ha- as you're a Sanzer, as you like to pride yourself being a Sanzer, hey, we have to discuss in Hilchaz the Sanzer of, wrote a de Ka Chibra in Hilchaz Gittin, 1864. Part of this khibar is built off the Beishmul, and part of it is based on Ha'arasan Rufraim Zalman. Lama Ali Shem from the Kitchen Chonarach, 10 years later, 14 years later, 1878, publishes his Chibra. This safer eventually caused a pulmus because it seems the Hasidim of the monk, of the Sanzers did not like um, some of the things that he said in there. This is a, a whole con- a controversy. We're not going to get into right now. Due to Rahmanis. And now just to list in two minutes a bunch of other chiburim so that way no one will have, because t- otherwise it's going to be tainus to me like this. Number one. 1890 of the Kavnaki Tremendous dayan. L'Babach chibur used very much. Remart Harowitz, the Rabbi Frankfurt, son in law of Darchener, publishes in eighteen ninety one an important manuscript. The Stachemed puts out a massive work on Hilchis. Getten in his collection, 1891. He dies in 1905. The Aruch HaShulchan 1905 puts out a massive work on all of Ilchas Gittin, including the names Kedarkai. It's unbelievable to see how he goes through the sugyas, everything about him. This becomes a key work in the world of Halacha. Lomashol, Seif recently came out, called Pnei Play in the back. They printed materials about a pumas in Atlanta. This was just recently uh, Nachi Weinstein. had a whole show with the person who published this whole um, fascinating Hebrew. And you see the Cheshivas, one of the things they're bringing is the Aruch Shulchan just came out and the had a paskin had a, in, in the getting controversy that erupted in Atlanta okay fast forward we have rebellion policy in 1906 a safer called asla garish okay 1965 a heber from Xavier the prima goddam comes out interestingly enough, he talks about if Er one could write a get we're handling if you could learn Hilchas in Er Shabbos we're talking about it right now as the clock ticks, but Kitzer, the Nachal Shiva has all discussion about it. The Stei brings that if you look in my Hebrew of the friend of the Duk-Duke, my friend the Duktuke Seifrim he has a xav of a get early on and it says they wrote together the Er Shabbos. So the prima godam handles the Shiloh, in this Hebrew that's published from manuscript 1965 by Rev Leiter. And he, after Belomais, even though he says he shouldn't, but then he writes, he records a get that he had to do on Arash Anyway, we have all different kalim out there, all different svarim out there in our days, um, Besides the fascinating works that Mechon has published, Harry Akedem published from the Mar- Marash Leblin. we have Rav Meisham materials even recently has come out from Rav Meisham, supposedly Rav Hankin has materials, Bechon Aitzra Peiskin, which is his own fascinating story, which we're not going to get into in no time, and Rav Gertner put out a book on Kfiyas Haget. But kids it's endless, it, um, um, the safe, this topic goes on and on and on. Baruch Hashem for everyone, at least all the listeners, that I have Shabbos coming so we can't continue, but this is the story at Amir Tzashem, um, to, to end off, we're going to see the hashivas of this sefer in one of the next pomos in that we're going to discuss how they played out even more. Um, the story. Wow.
0: Okay. Thank you very, oh. very much.
1: Okay, but now, but I have to just mention one last nakuda because this relates to both how me and Rabbi Schwede, how we pronounce things. And this plays out over here. Rabbi 5 Zalmar Golis brings up how could you bring rayas from different things so sometimes he'll say, oh, you look at this and this safer, and he'll see how it's spelled. Okay, Gvaldeck. Then he says, no, maybe it's a printing mistake. A lot of times a printer printed it. You can't bring a ride to the goggles set it. That's why manuscripts is much more helpful, because it's a get and it's, okay, fine. Now, turns out, this is not just a joke. The, the, I came across a story. It's a known story. Everyone heard it at some point. Some listen to the story. But Kitzer of Chaim writes a letter to his daughter in a city Lida. She lives in Lida. And her name was Chassia, I believe. Um, just as once I'm quoting something, I might as well quote it right. She, um, uh, her name Chassia. The Shiloh was how do you spell Chassia? Ches Samach Yud Aleph or Ches Samach Aleph? Okay. Gets so her. He wrote her a letter. How are you doing? Whatever. Then he he calls back to Shliach, come back, and he changes to make sure he spelled it right. And then, whatever, it it turns out many years later, someone, there was a get with a lady, this name. And the the kids are the different stories of the story was like this. Why the are kind called him back because he wanted to, he knew that someone might end up using his letter to see how he refers to spelling his daughter of his name. This is a documented story. Interestingly enough, I start looking on the internet. Is there such a daughter of Rebchaim Velazhner? So here's where you have to know. Just because Wikipedia says there's no such daughter of Rebchaim Velazhner does not mean it's true. Baruch Hashem, three o'clock in the morning. I email a friend of mine to help. Um, I don't have time to look into all the different topics about this. The clock is ticking to prepare this year, He finds for me for Mar Mekaymus. Yes, she did exist. She was real. She's a tal. She and and the story. There's definitely a about it. Now, what's the Why am I mentioning this story? Turns out that the marsha and the marshal had the marshal was known for being very sharp, and he had the whole his yachas of the Rama is against Sugyo, and the point in this sugya is that one time he writes to Ramah, you know, you're not being medactic in your letters and whatever. He gives him he gives a lot of musr in one of his tshuvas, a famous chuva, Simon Vav and Simen Zayin. Ketsar, it seems like the Rama didn't spell things right and didn't say things right in the letter. And and the Roshal brings up, you have to be careful because from letters for Hilchas Gittin people are type for Tavsi Gittin. I'm always very careful, says the Marshal. Rama says, no, he wasn't so now I'm giving a limitschus. As I've said this many times, we're holding almost by episode 50. I say things wrong right and left. I'm not claiming to be anything like the Ramah, but in this thing, I have the Ramah list. I'm not Ruchayim Velazhenar that you have to pass and how it is, and I'm saying, Beferish. You can never, ever be Madaiac in how I say a word. I have terrible abilities in reading and saying the names right. Now, that goes as a limitschus for me. I'm not the marshal. What could I say? And it plays out in Hilchas Gittin. Obviously, you should not be simch on how I would write names in Hilchas Gittin. Okay. Anyway, that was the
0: uh, Tzachos to conclude. Okay. Wonderful and excellent. Is there anyone who has a museum where they collect gittin? There's got to be people out there who collect gittin throughout the generations.
1: I, I'll tell you, I I can't believe that there isn't. I did check already that on auctions they do sell them. And there must be that there's someone that does this, but I didn't come across him yet. I just only got into this proud of the Sugia in the past few days, so I didn't have a chance to see. But I imagine yeah. there is. If not, maybe now there will be. I think we have to
0: talk to Rabbi Yeshua Yankelavich. He probably would know. Uh, I did not have a chance to call. Okay, wonderful. Since it's almost Shabbos, um, I actually I took some notes. I was trying to keep track of all the different sperm that you mentioned, and people could see my uh, my thing over here. And I gave <laughs> up like. <laughs> Halfway through. So that's uh, that's for that. Um, let's get to the safer that you're pulling off the shelf. We've done quite a few of them already. We've done the Toddus Adam from Rabbi, Rabbi, um, from the Uvi Margolis. We've done Shma Beni, which is more of a current safer from the Rosh Hashiva in Miami. We've done Saviv Hailei Choruach, which has to do with the Chida. We've done MS Liakov, Rebbe Yaakov Kamenetsky on the first volume of. The VM. We've done siach Tzvi, from the Tzvi, Harish Farber. What do we have on tap today? So
1: today we have, it's called the Meir Nebuchem. Meir Nebuchem famous, the Rambam, most, one of his most famous works, a new edition that comes out from Ira Kedesh B'nei Brak.
0: So you're getting involved, that you could learn Meir Nebuchem, you should learn Meir Nebuchem. Is
1: that today's I, topic our, or as they say in Yiddish and these you gotta ask your local paisik if you should learn it or you shouldn't learn it. I hope to deal with it in at least in the, as far as the baseman Hagrah and the yachas to the it was much more positive than people think. But kids are this fellow is a team of people. They put out one volume, Was supposed to be five volumes. so my high. The kids are in the world at large right now, it's been is becoming a very it's been coming back. A lot of people have been learning it. There's new editions about it. And from publishing houses have been publishing it. This is yet coming. It's distributed by one of the most from farm store distributors in Eretzor, Yifei Nof. It's coming out from Bnei Brak by From Yidin. I believe the main person live, learns in Panovich. Um, anyway, the Kitzer, this Marnevuchim, what's the significance is it collected many of the Mefarshim on the Marnevuchim that were either a manuscript or very hard to find. It did uh, use manuscript information. It has a Sefer Mafteach similar to the Frankel Rambam of where people handle the Rambam. And it has Lamashal mm-hmm. Haggais of the Ramah and the Levush. Unbeknownst to most people, the Ramah gave Shir Amayar Nevuchim in his Yeshiva. We have the Hagois in this edition. The Levush, Tam the Ramah also learned to speak on. Also in here, the its a—it's a, it's a, a very important work when one wants if one is interested in learning Mardinavuchim to have with all the different parshanim, um, the, the parish perishes in here complete edition. It seems all the earlier editions are missing lots of parts. They haven't. It's going to be five volumes. Not going to be a cheap thing. But Akapanim, this is something to mention. It's brand new um, on the market.
0: Thank you. Okay, this episode was fascinating. Rabbi Brutt didn't breathe much during this episode. And, as I yes, was cutting
1: and, out the name, as I was cutting out the material, what could we
0: do? Unbelievable, unbelievable! The amount of Sfarim and Yiddish that were mentioned over here, and it's really it's a fascinating topic with cities, and I'm sure there's so much to talk about. Like you brought up a drop when you get to names that are not Russian Kurdish names. You talk about cities and rivers, and exactly, it's, it's, very, uh, it's unbelievable. To Mayim Shein himself and this this is something which. Really works with the Masaira. This is something which has to be handed down. You know, right. sure, column and framework had, had to do names, and that's interesting, also, right? There are certain cities and places that they don't right get in there because they don't have a maserah. They right. don't know how to spell the names, and they don't know which lakes are considered lakes that are around that city. Right. That, I think that was part of the Atlanta tumult, but right. the lake, but the river that was, was that part, near Atlanta, part of Atlanta. Yes, that that, that was all part of it.
1: Okay. Okay. So thank you
0: very much. Have a wonderful Shabbos and uh, we'll we'll see see you on the other side.